Janine, and this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today, I'm joined by Hai Trung, who actually works at UCI and graduated from UCI. Is that right? That is correct. I graduated about a decade ago. Wow. Does it seem like a decade ago? Um, <laughs> given, given the way that uh, life has kind of moved up and down and all around, I, I definitely say it's felt like a decade has it? Okay. Well, I hope it's filled with a lot of good things over the past decade. Yeah, a lot of contrast, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And, right. you know, I'm very thankful for all of it. See, that's why you're perfect for Get the Funk Out, because I feature people talking about the ups and the downs and what we learn from those moments. So maybe we'll start with what you do at UCI right now. Sure. So I'm a marketing strategist, and that's a very vague job title. So in okay. a nutshell, I'm responsible for marketing, and um, that includes social media strategy, you know, whenever you get an email, uh, making sure that it's thoughtful, uh, running campaigns for a lot of different departments across campus that typically need fundraising support in order to provide services for students. Um, I also oversee one of the uh, largest summer programs in the UC system which handles all of the courses that students typically take in a given summer. And that provides a lot of uh, support for students, flexibility for them to graduate on time, and also a lot of uh, financial resources for the rest of the campus to provide a lot of student-facing services as well. That's great. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very eclectic job, and I kind of just fell into it because I have a liberal arts background and did not expect to be a marketer when I was in my 20s. So how did you end up in marketing? So, you know, it's a, it's a very long story, so I'll provide an abridged version. So I, I'm the first in my family to graduate from college. I'm also a first-generation Vietnamese-American, and my mom came over as a, a refugee in the early 80s and uh, ultimately ended up raising my brother and I on her own. Wow. And so when I got to college, I thought I was originally going to become an English teacher because I had some really great, you know, role models that, that kind of served as kind of parental figures for me while I was growing up. And, you know, I, I kind of tried everything I could when I got to college, mainly because I didn't know where to start. And sure. I kind of fell into a lot of different jobs. You know, I was a student teacher. I worked at In-N-Out for five years, you know, sweeping trash, peeling potatoes, taking orders. Um, I used to drive international vans to pick up students from LAX and then bring them back and take them on trips. Uh, I, I spent time working in the uh, skateboarding and fashion industry for a little while. And, and so, you know, Love long it. story short, after trying all of these things and graduating, unfortunately, into the previous recession back in 2008 onward, I kind of found myself applying for any and every job I could get. And it, it turned out, you know, looking back on 10 years of working as an adult, that a lot of the jobs that I took, while they seem random on paper on my resume, they ultimately kind of all coalesced into a lot of skills around communication, mm -hmm. uh, planning, organizational management, um, and really just figuring out how to communicate something clearly, thoughtfully, and empathetically to people in a way that, that could be, um, you know, meaningful. And so, you know, after working a lot of different careers. I'm on my fifth career now. Um, I, I kind of landed in marketing after being a writer in my previous job. Okay. But you're using all these skills. And I, and I love hearing this story, by the way, because we do think sometimes like that job painting houses and that job at the dry cleaners, which by the way, those are my two jobs yeah. years ago. <laughs> um, we think all those jobs may 
might not lead us in a certain path, but you take those skill set and those experiences. I mean, for me, I painted uh, jobs, painted houses for college pro painters, and I learned how to deal with customers. I learned how to work hard, et cetera, et cetera. So I think what I hear you saying is don't be afraid to go down a path because you never know where it'll lead you and what you'll gain from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, everybody has different circumstances. And a lot of times it's, it's very easy to compare yourself even before social media was, was so ubiquitous. You know, when I was growing up, I kind of have a half foot in technology, half foot out growing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even at that time, I, I certainly felt like I had to compare myself to my peers and all of those things. So, you know, some people were getting very illustrious internships and I was still peeling potatoes and picking and up in and out. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, sometimes I would work the cleanup shift, which is actually from 2 a.m. to oh. 10 a.m. And so I'd have a full day of classes and then I'd go in with a cleaning crew and just from top to bottom, we'd scrub the place until it was spick and span. 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. You walk out while the sun's rising with a cup of coffee and a cheeseburger in your hand. And then you got to go to a full day of classes. How, so when did, did you that. sleep? You slept after classes? After classes, in my car, all, all those things. And, you know, many people have it much harder than, than I did. And I, I, what I recognized from that experience is that I, I learned a lot of humility. I learned a lot about tenacity. And also learn what my limits were because I couldn't maintain that forever. So. No, but five years, that's a long time. A long time. Yeah, it was my first job. First job in high school and then I carried it through uh, the first year or two of college and then eventually I just moved into something that was a bit more sustainable for my, my school schedule. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. What advice would you give to students that want to go into marketing? What's the skill set you think they need to have? You know, I, I have a lot of students that work for me as, as interns, and I'm very proud to say that not, not directly from me, but I would like to say, you know, in some small way I've contributed to their journey, that a lot of times people are stuck in a catch-22, where you'll look at an entry-level job and they'll say, you know, we need four years of experience before you can take an entry-level job. It seems counterproductive. Sure. So what I, what I encourage students to do is to look at why you want to go into this field and to really take an inventory of the types of inspiration that drive you to want to go down this career path and how can you start working backwards from the things that inspire you and look at what skills were used to implement those things that really caught your attention. So if you looked at a campaign that really you know, motivated you to, to look into this career field, what did that team look like? Who were those people involved? Um, what kind of skills, tools, technology, software, all of that was used in order to implement that thing? And have you thought about reaching out to those people or people that work you know, in that space? And there's a lot of, thankfully, a lot of resources and a lot of tools online that can teach you the skills so you can start building that kind of portfolio for yourself. Sure. But I think it, it sometimes runs contrary to what students have been trained to think which is you need to get certification from a teacher, from a degree, from a piece of paper. And while those all have value and merit, a lot of the kind of hands-on experience you can actually start doing on your own. Right. I'm hearing a lot about LinkedIn, people taking different programs, different courses, things like that. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, LinkedIn is is a great one. They have their own platform. Uh, They they recently acquired lynda.com, which is a well-established tutorial site. Mm-hmm. Um, Udemy is also very f- friendly for students. Uh, there's edX, which provides a lot of Ivy League, you know, education for free. 
And for as little as 40 or $50, you can get a certificate from Harvard and data analytics, for example. One of my and, students has got that. And Coursera, I want to add. Coursera as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, code Academy, if you want to learn how to code. You know, for a period of time, I was a technical recruiter for software engineers. Had no knowledge of that at all. And so I kind of had to learn the hard way that how on earth am I supposed to win someone's trust and confidence pitching someone to work for their company if I don't understand the nuts and bolts of what software engineering and architecture looks like. Yes. So I spent a year kind of teaching myself that going to meetings where engineers would kind of talk and just, you know, provide advice to each other. And then also spend a lot of time doing a lot of self-study and asking friends of mine who studied that to kind of just fact check and make sure that I was talking about it in a coherent way. So when things were challenging for you, you kept this mindset of I'm going to be a lifelong learner. I'm going to have this growth mindset. Yeah, but I'll be quite honest that even though I had that, uh, it was still very difficult. And so I definitely don't think I would have made it through a lot of those challenging moments were it not for, you know, over time and it's still a muscle I'm building now, learning to be vulnerable, learning to be open, learning to ask for help is very difficult in the culture that I grew up in. Um, as, as a male to know when to ask for help because there's this you know, baked in notion that we need to be self-sufficient, strong, and independent. And sometimes you know, independence is you know, uh, associated with not being able to look at a community to kind of lift you up when you really need it. But in reality, many of us, I, I would argue most people who have ever been successful hardly ever do it completely by themselves. Right. What advice would you give to somebody who's going through a really tough time? There's a lot of reasons to be going through a tough time right now um, because you have been through your own challenges throughout the years and the show is get the funk out. So what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe uh, career wise is going through a challenging time? You know, I can speak from, from my own experience, at least when it comes to dealing with a lot of uncertainty and, and honestly, a lot, of, a lot of letdown and rejection is that, you know, what's going to ground you and what's going to give you hope is, you know, reminding yourself that you have value and you have, you are inherently someone who is worthy. And that's, that's hard to do when you don't always have something that you can hold on to. So I really encourage people to look at the skills that they're building and finding ways in which they can apply it, even if it's not at a, at a paid job right away, right. Um, knowing that you're building something, creating things, and sharing them with people who actually have your back, who support you, who care about you. Um, the, the practice of, of building and honing those skills is what's going to kind of keep you optimistic in times where it's very uncertain. And I'll share a very quick anecdote about that. Please. So, about five years ago, I, I parted ways with my business partners. And the whole reason why I started a business was I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was a business analyst at a very prominent mortgage and title company in Orange County uh, called First American. And, you know, despite the fact that I went from call center to business analyst working under one of the youngest executives, and this all sounds good, is, you know, within six months, I, I along with 400 other people, got laid off. Oh. And it was heartbreaking. You know, so ultimately I, I was doing a lot of other things, freelance writing, marketing on the side, and then eventually started a company with two college friends. And that sounds very aspirational too. So after three years, we were profitable, 
we were sharing a, a home, a bank account. It felt like I was married to my friends. <laughs> and um, it was, is that good or bad? <laughs> uh, good and bad. Good okay. and bad. It's not all one or the other. And so yeah. ultimately, we we parted ways because we could not agree how to scale and grow this thing. You know, sure. they were going one way, I was going the other way. And so eventually, we we broke up essentially, and um, I had to start over. And my partner, my girlfriend, who I'm still with helped me get a job in construction where I was working in an office, literally uh, assembling doors and delivering them to airports and malls and banks, uh, doing bookkeeping on the side. Excuse me. Uh, You're awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to interrupt because you know how to switch gears, yeah. go down a different path, not afraid to say, no, I can't. You're just, you go for it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it, it means <laughs> I had to say that. Yeah. I, I went from having a, having like a, a nice place I could share with people to just renting bedrooms wherever I could. So anyway, you know, during that whole year that I was working in construction, I was interviewing for all different types of jobs, getting rejected left and right, trying to do informational interviews like a lot of us encourage students to do. Yes. And despite that effect that I felt confident when I went into those interviews, mm -hmm. so got grilled. And I was writing, I was producing a lot of things. Uh, the truth is, you know, what helped me survive was a construction job. You know, even though I got a lot of prominent placements with my writing and my articles and all of that, that was not enough to pay the bills or pay my car payment or any of those things. Right. So it took me a good, you know, almost 12, 14 months to actually, quote unquote, land on my feet again in a space that felt comparable to where my peers were. And even though I did land, it took me another two years to finally learn what it meant to negotiate for yourself. and Excuse me, was that in construction or outside of construction after out of construction. that? So, out of construction. So you know, leaving the construction gig and being able to apply that year of, of writing effort, I yes. finally found a gig at my alma mater. You know, I never planned to work at my alma mater, but a, a small- We never plan what happens. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so a small contract gig turned into a full-time job. Full-time right. job eventually evolved into me now being a marketing strategist and all of that. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I've been able to present at conferences uh, across the country now, been able to really do a lot of things and cross those off my list, but I'm 32 now, right? So I can only imagine what the pressure feels like for someone who's 20 or 21 and you have a friend that's, you know, flying off to do some amazing thing and you feel like you're, you're stuck. Yes. Um, I just want to encourage all those people, you know, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a late bloomer. I just would say that my circumstances required that I had to approach life differently than, than other people. So yeah, just hold on to hope by, by fortifying those skills. And it's okay if the skills don't necessarily translate immediately. If you got to kind of roll up your sleeves and do something that doesn't always merit, you know, posting on social media all the time about it, that's, mm -hmm. that's a lot of people's lives. And that's okay. If you can hold your head up high that you're doing everything you can, then that should be enough. Yes. But also, I think people saw things in you that you were able to pivot and try new things, and you had many different skill sets, and you could take those skill sets and apply it to different arenas. And I think that's a very valuable um, attribute to have. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I learned it from a lot of people I've met over my lifetime. So it's, it's been a communal experience, you know, getting to where I am now. Yeah. I think also going through adversity, going through challenging times, it makes you be more resilient for the next thing. And, and you're, you're not melting down and crumbling. You're 
taking a lesson from each moment, each challenging moment, and you're growing and you're expanding and saying, what can I do now? And it just sounds like that's what you've done. And also you have a podcast. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was a, a project I started just to kind of heal. So I went through a lot of tough times and I started thinking, you know, how can I start turning these into things that hopefully can help other people? Mm-hmm. So I started recording episodes in my kitchen. I actually was a DJ at KUCI for a while too, had a show uh, where we explored similar topics. And Great. so, yeah, it's, it's been going for about a year and a half now. And how often do you do it? You know, at first I was doing it every other week. Uh, now with everything going on, I've, I've focused my efforts on other things mm-hmm. um, to, you know, support what, what's going on. But it's, uh, I've thankfully been able to get two seasons worth of, of content out, and I'm very happy great. about that. That's great. I feel like producing any kind of content right now that can touch other people is the ultimate act of kindness. So, you know, because there's a lot of people that are struggling physically, mentally, emotionally from what's going on with COVID and then racism and just the Absolutely. chaos in the world. What do you do to take care of yourself when you get down? So, you know, that, that kind of changes, you know, day by day. I'm very thankful to have a, a partner I, I really love and trust and admire. Um, that's great. For all the folks that were single for a very long time, I also know what that's like because I spent the first 26 years of my life uh, hopelessly single. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say a lot, of, a lot of thought. I went on a lot of walks um, and I read, I read a lot to get a perspective of life from different folks. So one of my favorite books is the The Prophet by Kilo Gibran, a very prominent Iranian author from the from the early 20th century. Um, there's there's so many great books, Toni Morrison and, and oh, yeah. so many others to just kind of help me understand that the feelings I feel many much of the time are are feelings that are felt by many communities from from many perspectives. And so when I get that it helps me understand that the the ups and downs, they're, they're temporary. Mm-hmm. And in order to navigate to the next kind of upswing, I'm, I have to kind of ground myself. And so I look at, you know, how can I support my family, my community, and then also carve out time for myself. And so sometimes I'll do some yoga um, and, you know, just try to find something that will ground me. And sometimes that changes. Right. That's great. What else would you like people to know about you? Uh, I, I just would like to really encourage, you know, anybody who is feeling very uncertain right now that that's, that's absolutely a feeling that is okay to have, and it's okay that you're going to expect to feel it for a while. Yes. Um, if you've ever wanted to try something, now would be a time to consider it. You don't have to do it at the utmost level and, and be this big influencer about it. It's okay that you just do it for yourself and you don't post about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or share it with everybody in your network. Um, but those, those things are going to be what, what helps you get through it. And, you know, as, as from one human being to another, I, I can at least uh, share that experience. And I hope that, you know, if I can go from somebody who never knew any of the things that I was supposed to know in order to do what I do for, as a professional career now, anyone can do it. Same thing with the podcast. Uh, same thing with the radio show. You know, that's why I love KUCI. They, they kind of enable all different people. Definitely. To be able Very to get effective. the experience of running a show. So that's, that's what I want to encourage. Yeah. And where can people hear your podcast? 
So it's available in iTunes, Spotify, all the places you listen to, to podcasts if you want. And uh, the website is highfidelitypodcast.com. High is spelled H-A-I. Everything else is standard spelling. Excellent. Thank you so much. This has been great. And I'm sure people are going to take away a lot of great information to help them right now. Thank you, Janine, for having me on your show. I really believe in the message of what you're putting out there. And uh, I hope it's helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much.